Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 11 to 1 show. A boy band manager, a rock band manager and a former daytime TV host. They all are headed for the Big Brother house. More details of this after Kenny Loggins on 11 to 1. Yeah, feeling good. Kenny Loggins, foot loose, kicking off our Thursday morning. How are we getting on? You can get in touch 086 1800 658. Now, I knew it. I knew there had to be something to the rumours that this man would be entering the Big Brother house. Yeah. It has been confirmed now. And I'm excited about this, right? Sparks are going to fly, that is for sure. This man cannot hold his tongue. He's going to tell you. He is an X-Factor judge, or was an X-Factor judge. After all, very familiar Irish face, Mr. Louis Walsh is going into the Big Brother house. I think this is fantastic. Joining him, fellow former judge, Sharon Osbourne is going in there too. I mean, look, say no more. I don't even care who else is going in there. Apparently, uh, former Love Island star though, Aiken Sue, she is signed up for the show as well. Uh, also, somebody called Nikita Kazumin. Uh, look, I have no clue. Who is that? Oh, he's a, stick, a Strictly Dancing uh, pro dancer. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, Louis Walsh, as I said, Fern Britton is going in there. Former This Morning presenter Fern Britton, she is entering the Big Brother house as well. Yeah. People want to know, you know, the kind of unscripted side of Fern, you know? So people are going to like that. So she's probably got lots of stories to tell, I would say. Uh, Colson Smith Coronation Street star uh, he's going in there as well very keen to enter the house apparently Sharon Osborne, as I said as well so that's very interesting apparently other stars include Dragon's Den star Levi Roots oh yeah that'll be good Kate Middleton's uncle Gary Goldsmith Real Housewives Cheshire star Lauren Smith, uh, Simon and American actress Marsha Wallace uh, and also a couple of social media stars in there as well. And also English TV personality David Potts. That is quite the mix in the Big Brother house. Exciting stuff. I look at Louis Walsh. I mean, <laughs> I'm delighted he's going in. I really thought that, that was going to be a rumour. But he's going in. He's going into the Big Brother house. We are going to be talking more TV later on. I have my top TV recommendations for you as well. 
And we were talking about this last week and I've investigated further into this and Dr. Oliver Fitzgerald is going to be chatting to us all about this. He is the lead researcher on the study into psoriasis and also the link between psoriasis. So when people have psoriasis, there is potential for people to develop uh, arthritis as well. So we're going to be talking about that link and what this study entails. That's all coming up. But first, back to the music. Here's Christina Perry. Christina Perry with Jar of Hearts. Now, it's a one in two million chance. Did you hear this story about the Leap Day sisters? I'm going to tell you all about that. Plus, big shout out to anyone celebrating their birthday today. If you're a Leap Day baby, we definitely want to hear from you as well on 086-1800-658. And I've got music from Anne-Marie and Shania Twain on the way for you. The 11 to 1 Show. Well, Martin certainly isn't going to be watching Celebrity Big Brother, he says, on 086-1800-658. Ah, he must be scraping the bottom of the barrel now. As for Sharon Osbourne, she just thrives on publicity. He says, watch Ricky Gervais Christmas special about the Z-list celebrity. Oh, I definitely will check that out. Is that on Netflix? or something Martin you might let me know or is it just somewhere online thank you so much for that speaking of Louis Walsh he's still in the news here right because he's back again himself and Anne Doyle they are on the hunt for Ireland's most eligible bachelor always a great bit of crack every year when this is on it's the Westmead Bachelor 2024 so it's going to be happening in Mullingar on August 2nd and the dynamic duo of Louis and Anne will be returning to judge the contest and last year they teamed up with Pippa O'Connor and uh, Brian Ormond to find the country's most eligible bachelor. So six finalists battled it out on the night uh, to get the title. So if you would like to enter all the details of this, westmeadbachelorfestival.com forward slash apply now. So you can find all the information about what, you know, the criteria, what you need to do, all that kind of thing. But it's a great bit of crack as well. And it's always it's always a good night. So August 2nd, that is happening. But the applications are open now. I mean, who's to know? Like from... Celebrity Big Brother to Bachelor competitions. The man is very busy, Louis Walsh. Anne-Marie Shania Twain. This is a fantastic story. It's a one in two million chance. But Leap Day sisters, uh, they were from, they're from Blanchardstown. They were both, both of them, born on February 29th, but four years apart. I mean, that is just such a fluke, isn't it? But this must be so weird for people that are, you know, leap year babies. Your real birthday is only every four years. So these siblings are only, in fact, four and five. So Robin McKeown, she's celebrating her 16th birthday, but it's really her fourth. While her sister Lana is celebrating her 20th birthday, but it's really her fifth. And uh, well, the odds of having one child on February 29th may be very slim. Two on that date came as a huge surprise, no doubt, to their parents, Martin and Suzanne. Uh, however, Suzanne said the family couldn't be more happy with the coincidence and it really created an extra special bond between the siblings. So there you go. Also, the other side of the pond, we have what do you call them? Quads. Quad, quad triplets, is that what you call them? Reuben, Samuel, Zachary and Joshua Robbins only have to throw one birthday party every four years as well, technically. So they were born over six minutes on uh, February 29th, 2012, defying odds of, get this, 3.5 million to one. That is unreal, the four of them. So uh, the mother, Emma Robbins, and her husband, Martin, they already had a son, three-year-old Luke, when they tried for what you know they thought would be their second child. But the couple were shocked to discover that she was actually carrying naturally conceived quadruplets 
I mean, on a leap year as well and the four and everything. I mean, like there has to be huge significance around all of that. But there you go. Interesting uh, situation for people celebrating their their birthday on a leap year. I mean, it, it probably just most years falls on the 28th, I suppose, of, of February. But if you are a leap year baby, big, big happy birthday to you. Now, getting back to the music, here's Gavin James. There's Gavin James with Always. Now, are you somebody that suffers with psoriasis? I had no idea. This affects 73,000 people across Ireland. So the flaky, scaly, itchy red patches on the skin. But for a third of patients that have psoriasis, it can actually cause them then to develop psoriatic arthritis. So this is an inflammatory disease that primarily affects the joints of the hands and feet and it causes pain, swelling, stiffness and joint damage. But there is a team of researchers in UCD and they've also teamed up with uh, Cambridge University as well. And they are urging people who have psoriasis to sign up for a new study. We're going to be finding out more about this with the lead researcher on the study. It's Professor Oliver Fitzgerald. He's going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show. A team of researchers at UCD is urging people with psoriasis across Ireland to sign up for a new study examining their risk of developing psoriasis-related arthritis. As we said before, this condition affects 73,000 people across Ireland and for one third of the patients, this psoriasis can predispose them to developing this form of arthritis. So I caught up with the lead researcher on the study, Professor Oliver Fitzgerald. Uh, we caught up with him earlier this week. So this is the report for you. Firstly, Professor, can you tell us a little bit more about psoriasis? Because I had no idea that 73,000 people in the country actually have this condition. Yes. So people may well be familiar with psoriasis in that it affects 2 to 3% of the population. So that's somewhere between 75 and 100,000 people in the country. Um, it, it presents usually as a scaly Uh, itchy, red um, rash that occurs in patches, in particular on the backs of the elbows, uh, on the fronts of the knees. Um, It can occur in the scalp, around the belly button. Uh, It can occur anywhere in the body, and indeed it can affect the whole of the skin surface in patients who have severe disease. It can also affect the nails, um, and nail disease is um, quite common and uh, can be a destructive feature can lead to damage to the nails, um, which will repair, but it certainly can look quite unsightly. Yeah, I had no idea, actually. I, I knew the other aspects, the elbows, the kind, kind of more common, but I didn't realise that. And and do, you, do people know, do we know at this stage what causes it? Is it sort of a hereditary thing? Can it just come upon people later in life? Like, in, I don't think it does it affect children necessarily. It can affect children. Okay. It uh, can, can occur at any age. Um, it can, it, I suppose its, it's peak um, onset would be late teens, 20s, 30s, that kind of age group. Mm-hmm. But as I say, it can occur at any age. Um, in terms of causes, there certainly are hereditary factors. It tends to run in families. Um, and we do understand some of the fact, genetic factors that contribute to the disease. Um, and then there are other things as well, like it occurs more frequently in people who are overweight. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's um, maybe associated with uh, excess alcohol intake. Um, and it uh, is often triggered by things like infection or uh, by uh, trauma. Um, injury to the skin um, can uh, trigger the psoriasis. Okay, okay. And, and, and what about the arthritis element then? Because um, people yeah. with psoriasis can then maybe develop this uh, psoriatic uh, arthritis. Yes. So we, we know that uh, approximately one in three people who have psoriasis uh, will develop a form of arthritis, which we call psoriatic arthritis. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a separate form of arthritis. It's different to say the more common rheumatoid arthritis or osteoarthritis. Um, it can cause pain and swelling in a single joint. It can cause pain and swelling in all of the joints. Um, it varies in severity. And it also can cause inflammation in other parts of the musculoskeletal system apart from the joints. In other words, it can cause inflammation at the site of attachment of ligaments to bone. Mm-hmm. So where your Achilles tendon attaches to the back of your heel, yes. that can become inflamed. It can cause sausage-shaped swellings of the digits, and it can cause back inflammation. So there are other features outside of the joints which um, occur in patients with psoriatic arthritis and which help us to distinguish it from other uh, causes of arthritis. Yeah, there's a, this clear defining uh, characteristics, as you mentioned there. So what prompted this research then? Okay, so we know that in general, um, not always, but in general, psoriatic arthritis occurs on a background of somebody who has had psoriasis established uh, for perhaps some years. Um, What we don't know is is how to predict which of those psoriasis uh, individuals are going to develop the psoriatic arthritis. We know that it occurs, uh, you know, in one in three patients with psoriasis. But we, we don't know how to predict which one. If we could predict which patient with psoriasis is going to develop psoriatic arthritis, we put ourselves in a position where we might be able to prevent the disease from occurring, which would certainly be a major advance uh, because I guess it's fair to say that right now uh, the diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis for a number of reasons may be delayed. And as a result of that, patients are first diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, not uncommonly when they already have uh, evidence of joint damage. Okay. Uh, so this study is all about trying to determine which patient with, psoriatic, with psoriasis is going to develop the arthritis. Okay, so really, really interesting field. And you're looking for up to 2,000 people to get involved in the study. So if I was to sign up, let's say, what criteria do I need to have and what exactly will the whole process entail? Yeah, so this is a large study across Europe and Ireland is participating. We're leading the study from Ireland together with the University of Oxford and we're looking to recruit 2,000 participants in Ireland. Um, so to sign up, it's quite easy. All you do is go into um, a website, www.hpof.study. Uh, so you go, go into that website, you uh, can register at that website, you can provide your consent at that website and you can uh, fill out a small number of questionnaires mm-hmm. uh, on a six monthly basis, which are geared towards trying to pick up the early symptoms of psoriatic arthritis. 
And we'll inform people that, you know, it looks like they may be developing some features to suggest psoriatic arthritis and that they should um, seek medical attention. So this will be all online, so the people do it from the comfort of their own homes. Okay. Um, it's, uh, as I say, a, a small number of questionnaires on a six-monthly basis over a three-year period is what we're asking people to commit to. Okay, but there's no, like, there's no sort of medical examinations. People don't need to be referred from their doctor, nothing like that. No, 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 no. We, in a small proportion of the patients, mm-hmm. uh, we will ask them uh, whether they would be willing to provide us with a blood sample. And this is a, a blood sample that would be obtained by um, just a finger prick. Yeah. And we'll send the kit for that to the patient's home and with full instructions as to how they might do it. Um, and they just pop it in the post and send it back to us. Okay. Um, so that would just be in the proportion of the patients, not everybody. Yeah. Um, and the key thing is you can't have already, already developed this, uh, this arthritis. Like you need to be just somebody that's just diagnosed with psoriasis, yes? Uh, yes. So somebody with psoriasis, no psoriatic arthritis and over the age of 18. Okay, perfect, perfect. So then what do you hope to learn then from all of this? So what we hope to learn is uh, what are the distinguishing clinical or blood-related features that will point towards those people with psoriasis who are going to develop psoriatic arthritis. Um, if we can uh, achieve that and achieve some confidence in our ability to predict those who will develop arthritis, we, we will subsequently look to see can we uh, prevent the disease uh, by looking at uh, potentially intervention studies at that stage uh, that will prevent it from happening. Okay, so there is hope, there is light at the end of the tunnel in, re- in regards to this. And it's very, yeah, very important work. It absolutely is. And, and was there any preliminary findings or at what stage of the research are you at? Um, we have some indication of some uh, clinical features mm-hmm. that may predict um, the development of psoriatic arthritis. So, for example, if you have uh, nail disease, it yeah. appears to be more common in those people who have psoriatic arthritis as opposed to those who have psoriasis alone. If you have, uh, there are certain blood features that may also um, predict the development of psoriatic arthritis, but all of these need to be studied in large numbers of patients, yes, of which course. is what this is about. Uh, so as we're sure that these are the features that predict the development of arthritis. Well, I wish you the best of luck with this. It's a really important study, as we said. Uh, just mention that website again if people want more information. Yep. Um, it's www.hpos.study. And that'll provide uh, people who are interested with all the information they require. Well, I wish you the best of luck with this. Thank you so much, Professor Oliver Fitzgerald, for joining us today. Thank you for having me on the show. Getting a message in on 086-1800-658 about different treatments and things like that. Doctor Professor Oliver Fitzgerald is not a doctor. He's a researcher. OK, so you're going to need to go back to your doctor with questions about that. But if you are interested, as you mentioned there, HPOS study. So H-P-O-S dot study for more information. Going to take a quick break. We're back with music from Kelly Clarkson and we're going all the way back to the Salem Witch Trials in the Northeast Update. The 11 to 1 show. E-L-M-F-M. 
Kelly Clarkson, Stronger, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. I'll tell you now what's going to make your bank balance nice and strong. €7,200, yeah. That is what the jackpot is for LMFM Radio Bingo. €7,200, that's next Tuesday. I want to say congratulations to our recent winners, Bernadette Hoy from Dundalk and Mary Gallagher from Slane. They won €600 each. Also, well done to Marie Clark from Navin. She scooped €400. Euro. And Vera Chute from At The Boy and Anne Mullen from Belliestown each won €200. Euro. Are you playing yet? Well, you should be. There's €7,200 up for grabs and you can get them from outlets, your book uh, from outlets around the North East. And remember, when you play LMFM Radio Bingo, you are now supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. So next Tuesday's jackpot, €7,200. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1692, the first people were accused of witchcraft in Salem. Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne and Tituba, she was a West Indian slave. And today is Leap Year Day. Now it's not just an extra day on the calendar. It comes with a variety of interesting practices and customs. Also a lot of superstition around this as well but the tradition of women being able to propose to a man on a leap day uh, your day can be going all the way back of course to Irish folklore and also Scotland uh, women who intended to propose were encouraged to wear a red petticoat on that day so there you go leap year day traditions LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie There's the script Superheroes still to come. Food counsellor Denise Wogan is going to break the stigmas around eating disorders and Gailga Lakela returns. The 11 to 1 show. Fancy a lazy day. Doesn't that sound nice? Well, science says it's actually good for you. More details on the way. Rihanna with Stay on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. This is your chance. You're allowed now to do this and I'm on board. If you are somebody that is in need of just lounging on the couch all day, watching Netflix, you're going to love this news. Scientists have discovered that having a lazy day is actually really, really good for your health. So get ready to just binge watch uh, Netflix and sitting around in your tracksuit. Uh, we are loving this. Now, being lazy, you know, sometimes that's like kind of frowned upon, but it's actually important to rest and take time out from the hustle and bustle of life. So, you know, a lot of people I think nowadays wear b- busyness like a badge of honour rushing around the place and working non-stop. But, you know, we can kind of take, you know, we need to take a, a lot of time out, you know, a lot of the time. But even, you know, if you're like me, your holidays don't even involve rest because you're like, oh, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's try and cram everything that we could possibly cram into, you know, a week or two. So that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about literally stopping and doing absolutely nothing. And often a lot of people who, you know, are quite busy in their day to day might feel guilty around uh, being lazy. But it is important to shake off that guilt. Okay, okay. Just forget about it. So a study revealed lazy days 
should actually be scheduled in. And I'm seeing John here already on 086-1800 saying, uh, 658 saying, I haven't time for a lazy day. John, you're going to have to make time in that extra busy schedule, okay? Because this study conducted by Yale University encouraged people to schedule in downtime into the week. So it could be something like catching up with a friend at your local cafe or just a day of re-watching, you know, Friends on Netflix or whatever it might be. Whatever matters most is that you're taking the time to unwind rather than rushing down is what they say. So whether it's having a cup of coffee or being just quiet and, you know, just taking time out, it is every bit as important as your to do's on your weekly calendar. So view them as appointments. Actually, if you put them into your calendar or your schedule, you're going to sort of see them as being important and um I think that's really a good idea. It says uh, being busy and having a full ca- calendar is a total joy, but you can't run on an empty battery either. So introducing a couple of lazy days into your month will give you time to reset before the next social occasion. OK, look, at if anyone wants me, I'm off watching Netflix. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Mark Wahlberg says the way to a dog's heart is through its stomach. He fed filet mignon to his canine co-star while filming Arthur the King. The dog is called Yukai. It's up there. Yukai is up there. I was I was blown away constantly at how emotionally connected and invested he was in the entire process. I definitely bribed him early on with filet mignon and many other treats against the, uh, the trainer's wishes and direction, but... You know, we, we lived next door to each other and we had to we had to have a connection and a bond. We knew, if, you know, I always had something for him. You know, he would always really kind of connect with me and engage. So. Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas will perform at the Oscars on the 10th of March. They're nominated for Best Original Song for What Was I Made For from the Barbie soundtrack. Rebecca Ferguson plays Jessica in June Part 2. We asked her about being around Timothy, Austin and Zendaya. But I mean, for me, I think one of the scenes was sitting in the throne. And I end up always sitting in a bloody throne. Um, and it's Austin Butler, it's Timothy, it's Zendaya, it's um, Crystal Walken, it's Florence Pugh, it's Charlotte Rampling. And I'm like, I just do, I mean, this is just, this is the moment. Like Alec Baldwin and Friends, a mental picture. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. That is quite an impressive cast list there. Dune, the second Dune is out. I know I saw this first Dune is on uh, Netflix or Prime or one of those. It is definitely not a one for me, as Niall would say in real reviews. By the way, he's back tomorrow on the show. We're getting back to right now and back to the music. And actually, it's a film song. From Back to the Future, here's Huey Lewis on the news. Oh, it never fails to put me in a good form. Huey Lewis and the news. Now, this week, it's starting now. It is Eating Disorders Awareness Week and there are far too many statistics to go into just right now in terms of the amount of people that are coping with various uh, eating disorders. But there's a lot of stigma around this as well. So we're hoping to break down the stigma with our next guest. You'll be familiar with her because she did an awful lot of work with us around intuitive eating. But she has been studying and she's back to have a chat with us about eating disorders awareness, what we need to be looking out for, you know, and also the stigmas, breaking down the stigmas around this. Denise Wogan, founder of Foodie Nutrition. She's a food counsellor. There's so many things accredited to this woman's name. We're going to find out more with her next. Oh, L-M-F-M. 
the 11 to 1 show. This week marks Eating Disorders Awareness Week and in Ireland, eating disorders have been on the rise with the reported increase in the number of people seeking treatment for the condition. So according to recent statistics, binge eating disorders may affect 2% of all adults in Ireland with international research saying 85% report that it is hard to access treatment. As well as that, the shame and stigma attached to eating disorders is still a very much a harsh reality. But my next guest is hoping to break down that stigma. She's working to increase support as well for those struggling with an eating disorder. I'm delighted to have food counsellor, founder of Foodie Nutrition, Denise Wogan from Blackrock County Loud. She's back with us in studio and you're very welcome. How are you getting on? I am good. Yeah, great to see good. you. Back. You're back in action. <laughs> yeah. And since we've been chatting, you have been hitting the books. You've been studying. I have. Well, actually, I'm three years. <laughs> I was telling someone the other day, I didn't go back and study dietetics years ago because I didn't want to commit to six years of study. Ten years on, I'm still in the books. <laughs> so my latest, and I suppose it was always where I was going to go. I studied nutrition. And then I knew because this is the area that I wanted to work on, the whole psychology of eating and what's happening in every person's lived experience. So personalised nutrition, how do we get to understand how a person can interact with nutrition information in a positive way? And I really found myself drawn to and the clients that were coming to me were talking about these things like binge eating disorder. And I have continued my studies and I will be finished my degree in psychotherapy in July. Fantastic. Yes. And break open the champagne when that happens. I <laughs> sure will. I think I'll probably sleep for two months. <laughs> I will go into hibernation. But this is what brings us to our topic today because Eating Disorders Awareness Week is this week. I mean, when I see something like 2% of all adults in, in Ireland, like like this is a huge statistic. It is. And I think, I suppose, what I wanted to say straight up mm. is that uh, we're talking about binge eating disorder yeah. in this conversation and about binge eating disorder that it doesn't actually have a specific look. look. Okay. So that means that this is, and we th- often think about eating disorders and we think about that really thin, emaciated body. Mm. And it's a really, that is a difficult condition, but I have done some training on that as well. And lots of people really do recover. But the biggest thing and where we want to break down the stigma is that binge eating disorder occurs in all body sizes and shapes. Yes. The trouble with that is that the vast majority live in normal or even larger body sizes. And up to 30% of people seeking weight loss meet the criteria for binge eating disorder. Right. So the the journey of weight loss can actually exacerbate symptoms. And, you know, even we think about this globally, binge eating disorder accounts for 4% of the global population. Atypical anorexia nervosa, which is a anorexia with all the same signs and symptoms, but in that body that doesn't fit that thin Mm. emaciated body is 3%. Right. And then you're looking at anorexia, which is 0.6%. So six out of all of that, that is absolutely the case. We immediately think of the person that's emaciated, as as you say. When we think of eating disorders that way and we're not playing down the attention that uh, anorexia uh, deserves and bulimia. Um, But it's to have this conversation because a lot of people are undiagnosed with binge eating disorder, as we've said. Okay, so there is misconceptions around this, the the, the look being one of them. Just awareness. Yeah. And and what what other kind of misconceptions do you come across then, Denise, in terms of this specific disorder? 
Um, I suppose, what did I want to say about binge eating disorder? And really, um, you know, we've got a genetic predisposition. Some people will be predisposed to it. But there's also, it's a condition that is not just about, you know, have some more willpower, be more Mm. disciplined and eat less. It's, there's so many psychological factors that are playing into this, like stress, maybe, maybe depression, but also things like that happen in our systemic environment. And I, something that I'm not sure people would possibly understand, we often think that it might be because of family in the home environment. Okay. But there are loads of other reasons that somebody can develop a binge eating order. And I'm just going to list a few. Yeah, of them. go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got dieting which you've heard me talking about a lot before. I think every single person listening now is going to go, yes, okay, Okay. yeah, yeah. So actually restricting and having strict food rules can play into our primal um, genetic Mm. predisposition to uh, create a feeling of deprivation and that in turn can trigger episodes of overeating. We have stress. And I don't know anyone who's not impacted by work pressure, relationship issues, financial concerns. So my work has always um, never been about food, really. We have body image, a huge, like I shared something yesterday on my social media where um, a weightlifter from the US or Olympian from the US had gone out and spoken to family members and said, please do not comment on my body size. So Mm. we do know that body dissatisfaction is a factor or is a trigger. Trauma. Racism, bullying, um, what else? Misdiagnosis. Right. They've gone to a healthcare practitioner who yeah. said, "Okay, you need to lose weight," but they've been trying really, really hard, and that is exasperating again the condition. And you know, I think that's really important. You know, like often when people see somebody in a larger body or somebody that's overweight or obese, it is that auto uh, auto automatic response of that person's lazy, they're over and mm-hmm. they're not doing. Like there could be, as you say, so much psychologically that is going on with that person, mm-hmm. and again, it's society making that judgment straight away. Yeah. And and again, like I would always say to people is we and I, I think this kind of comes from my own work. And as I've gone through becoming a counsellor and psychotherapist, you know, we always shy away from going down deep mm. and we don't want to feel emotions. And, and that's OK, because it's really challenging to yeah. feel some emotions and it's really challenging to look at some of our behaviours and and we compare ourselves and we're like, well, why did she, why is she able to do it and why am I not? Yeah, of course. So, you know, it's it's that piece is that seeking support. I've kind of gone off in my own head now. I don't know where, what your question was. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's seeking support can be really hard because the, the, the affirmation or when you Google, yeah. it's like you should be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, none of us want to really look at ourselves. That's what personal development is all about. Yeah. It's about looking at ourselves and seeing where our weakness is. And and most people that will sit in front of me in my sessions will say, I've never spoken to anyone. I've never shared with anyone how I eat. And I'm yeah. like, and, and, and that moment where they can see in my eyes that I don't judge them. And that's it. And there's a lot of people that are afraid to eat in front of other people, like this idea of, you know, going out to a restaurant with others, they'll find excuses or they'll, you know, there'll be different things around that, whether that person. And again, that goes into all the different body shapes of people, you know, so it's not just somebody that's uh, that's very larger, let's say, or somebody that's, you know, thinner. There can be a lot around that. Absolutely. So we mentioned uh, the the support. Um, So at Mm. what stage then do people 
are, are people referred to you? Are they in recovery or what happens at that stage? So I don't work with people with anorexia and bulimia mm-hmm. um, and I work with clients who come self-diagnosed okay. with binge eating disorder. So things, I suppose, maybe just to point out to somebody Some to understand yeah, yeah. what might be going on for you. Uh, so things that people would notice is that there is frequent um, episodes of eating okay. and that'll be a large amount of food. And a large amount of food doesn't mean that it's what you see in social media images Mm. too. That large amount of food is causing you to eat beyond your fullness, but in a way that you feel extremely out of control. And that's often what people say. Quite frantic, could it be? It's very chaotic, frantic. And then it is followed up with huge, huge, huge feelings of guilt and shame. I should have done better. I should have known better. Um, Things like going to the shop. So Mm. most people won't keep the food in the house but they will go to the shop and you might find wrappers. You know, uh, it'll always come up. I'm like, so what happens on your way home from work? And they're pulling into the petrol station. Yeah. Um, when they're triggered by stress or distress. Um, so that's when the only coping mechanism. And I want to say here really, really clearly, you learned to cope with some stress in your life at some point along by using this food to help yeah. calm and soothe your nervous system. Everyone's talking about the nervous system. It is not shameful to do that. Naturally, biologically, our body wants to feel calm and food is a great source. We Mm. all feel calm. The harm is done when we feel that shame and guilt because that creates all sorts of harmful hormones in our body. And, you know, as you're talking there, I'd say this is going to resonate with a lot of people that never would have put themselves in this bracket. And this is kind of what this is all about. Like I've spoken to you before, you know, some people might call it emotional eating as well, Mm. where you kind of go, oh, you know, things are going bad, chocolate bar or whatever. But, you know, there has been times definitely that I can relate to some of the stuff that you're saying there, you know, in my life where things were kind of spiraling rolling out of control and you kind of reach into the cupboard and kind of go crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. So people listening, this is what this is all about. We're trying to break <laughs> down this idea. It could be you. It could be you at home. Absolutely listening. Or it could be your friend. Yes. Or it could be a family member. And that's, I suppose, where, you know, there's lots of talk. Are we really helping people by having an emotion or an eating disorder awareness week? But I do think that if we learn this, and I know when I went through my nutrition training, I didn't learn a lot about this. Mm. So if I didn't learn it going through a full uh, yeah. level eight QQI, then, you know, we did a small part in it. So it's OK for you to hear this for the first time and maybe just think about how could I change my language? Yeah. But you did ask me about when do people come to yes. me? And I suppose that's where I went from my nutrition work into this is because I was listening to people and trying to, you know, not asking them were they eating broccoli or chia seeds or getting enough protein in. I was trying to garner from people where there was malnutrition signs. Mm. So that is my work as a nutritionist to see where is there signs that for some reason you are malnourished and how would I know that you're malnourished? Well, there's not often enough medical biomarkers that we're looking at. So there's not a test for some extreme cases we can. So I'm listening from your word and I'm listening from what I'm hearing you say. And I'm hearing things like people say, I've got really brittle nails. My hair is falling out. I'm noticing that I'm losing muscle. I'm feeling fatigued or weakness. I'm tired all the time. 
maybe they've had rapid weight loss or a rapid weight gain, their poor concentration. So these are all things I'm listening out for to see, okay, well, how is that impacting how their body is functioning on any given day? How's their sleep? How are they eating? How are they moving? Because we can lose appetite. Mm. So we cannot feel hungry for some reason and then we can find ourselves in a binge. So that's what I'm listening for. And it's in that point that I might have said to somebody in the past, you know, I think maybe it's time now that I refer you on to somebody who can see you better and or who can support you better yeah. until I have now anyone who watches me or knows me. This is the work that I do. And it's, it's the that's where I see the skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's blending psychology and <clears throat> nutrition and working with what we call the mind body. Yeah, because this is it. It's all one. And do you find as well that people might be going like people that come to you? Is it that life has run away with them in, in, in a way that stresses have gotten in on top of them or maybe there's been a big change in their life? Has that impacted or could it just be anything? I suppose if we go back to what I was mentioning earlier, there can be. You know, I actually was listening to a podcast the other day. 61% of people have had an adverse childhood experience. Right. So we now know that dieting can be considered a trauma. Mm. So we often think of trauma, it has to be something catastrophic. And there are a lot of people out there who've had a lot of traumas in the past life, and I'm not diminishing those. But dieting can be a trauma as well. And I've had clients sit with me who've been brought to Weight Watchers at Mm. eight I don't like mentioning names. I probably shouldn't yeah. have. But uh, because it's not about blaming no. anyone. It's about how do we understand what's happening and how do we change it for the mm. better for the future. Um, and that has set them on a cascade where their body was naturally changing. Mm. And their body is when when a child and a woman in particular is going through puberty, we are changing so that we can give birth yeah. and we can create life. If you start messing with your metabolism at that point, you start messing with all of your body's functions. Yeah. And that's where we can see problems later in life. So sometimes it's it's that part that has played out where that person feels they've never been enough. Yeah. Because yeah. they've been told by everyone, you just need to change the way your body looks. And when you do that, you'll be enough. And they spend their lives trying to do that. And it's a cycle and a cycle and a cycle. Absolutely. So what advice then, or tell me first of all about the the programme that you run for people that might be struggling in this area. Yeah, so I um, found myself after nutrition and I went and did my life coaching. And then I connected with uh, Emma Murphy from Eating Freely. So I'm a psychotherapist and she's over 20 years experience in this. And she created this programme um, which has been an uh, award-winning programme oh, that is not about a weight loss. Mm. Uh, it is about guilt. So Emma developed this out of her understanding of seeing more and more binge eating clients and emotional eating clients coming her way. So what it is, is it's about therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about nutrition counselling. Food counsellor is what you called me earlier. But really where we're getting to is understanding the underlying emotional issues that are happening for a person and working to develop better coping mechanisms. How do we do that? Well, we start with CBT. And most people in this yeah. day and age understand what CBT is. If you don't, CBT is where we're working with our thoughts, right? trying to reframe the thoughts so that we can think differently and in turn affect change in our actions. We're also working on nutritional rehabilitation. So I mentioned about malnutrition and Mm -hmm. I love the gut. That's my whole reason for getting into nutrition. 
and I've been reading and learning about the gut for years. So when we're malnourished, our gut is not going to function as well as yeah. it should do. So that's what we're doing in the program too. We're also working with the mind because what happens in the gut don't stay there. There's a great phrase, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, yeah. but in our gut, it doesn't stay in our gut <laughs> and it travels up through our vagus nerve to our mind. So I'm also working with someone in a neuroscience capacity where we're looking at reframing and helping them to understand their autopilots and changing those habits or changing that belief system that I have no willpower to, I can. And in the end, the final part and probably the biggest part is mindfulness and self-compassion. Yeah, Learning how to be and learning. And it's really, really important learning how to care for yourself. Yeah. Learning how to put yourself on your list of priorities. So that's what that program is. It's a either a one to one Mm -hmm. where you see me for six to eight months. Um, And it doesn't promise anything by the fact that you will reduce your binging. You will learn how to look after yourself and you will discover more about you and you will feel the weight that's lifted off yeah. uh, is is not physical weight. It's it's, that it's just heaviness that in your burden yeah, of yeah. constantly needing to be that person that everyone accepts and and taking away the judgment. Um, so yeah, there's that one or there's another way of doing it where you can take an online self-paced programme and mm-hmm. you see me for four sessions throughout as well. Fantastic. And how can people get more information and get in touch with you? So I am on Instagram, mm-hmm. Foodie Nutrition. Um, my email is denise at foodie.ie and I have a website which is kind of under reconstruction for the last year and a half. But I think people might excuse me considering (laughs) that I spend most of my time reading research right now. Well, Denise, thank you so much for going through all of that information with us. And I think, you know, a lot of people will resonate with what you're saying and hopefully, you know, having these conversations will break down that that stigma further. Thank you so much for joining me. Did you you have one more thing to say? I was going to. Yeah, 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 no, go on, go on. Just if for anyone out there who's listening and they want to support someone, the you know, some of the things that we might say is you need to look after yourself. Yes. But all anyone wants to do is be heard. So that'd be my biggest tip is just if somebody does share with you, maybe after hearing this conversation or some other conversations this week, just say, Okay, I hear you. I hear you. And what do you need me to do now? Fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Denise. More information, foodie.ie, or you can email Denise at foodie. So it's F-O-O-D-E-E uh, dot I-E. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. Meath County Council require retained fire, fire, firefighters for Ashburn and Shockland, Kells, Navin, Knobber, Oldcastle, and Trim fire stations. You can check meath.ie forward slash jobs. Progressive Genetics Enfield require a courier to cover the Leinster area. Experience in transportation and handling of liquid nitrogen is favourable but not essential as full training will be provided. You can email jobs at progressivegenetics.ie. Fiona Ferry Psychic Medium requires a personal assistant for the Dundalk area. Experience in diary management is essential. You can email your CV to fionaferry at gmail.com. That's Fiona and then F-A-E-R-Y at gmail.com. IFM have the following positions available at their premises in Mullins Cross. A counter sales assistant, warehouse general operative, 
and a production operative. Experience is desired but not essential. You can email your CV to careers at ifm.ie. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. There's Maria McKee, Show Me Heaven on the way, another episode of Gail Galakela. Gail Galakela, Lesson Made Agasifa, Air LMFM. Good day on Clara Nua, Gail Galakela, August, Aoife Nimwelan, and Show Arish. Could have thought to Aoife? Tom Agahintok, August 2 Fenchnit. Autumn, Anwa, Anwa. Now, we Gail Gat, Sanuak Darish, August Tashi on controversial, Kada Kapan Tufui on Octra Air Telefish, Sheila Shoga, Brian Dailing, August Ivan Yates. Sha Uther Dimo Sinead, Gareb on Drukmashin, Leraha, Egg Kupla Dinna, Erin Telefish, so Marjar Tosavi, Sheila Shoga, Mar E, Air on Six O'Clock Show, August V, Ivan Yates, Erin Tullog Kamas, so he was. On the couch as well with with her for that program. August um Vicupla Rod Vader um the couple of comments that were on Conspoyjugger Fod, very controversial. August Dark and Maslock really and a negative kind of outlook in Let Nagelga. August Neil Rod Nua ish and it's mm. not anything new. August Jershi Lashoiga on Maid Shin um in in Ogilv, in Yea on, on Toglov Shin. So after that event, after that interview on the television, Sheila Shoiga did say that, that this is really nothing new. Mm-hmm. So her as a native speaker, and um, that she's kind of used to, unfortunately, this kind of commentary. So Shin Marjerme Uther Jima, it's kind of a disappointing piece mm. for, for all of us, especially when we and the listeners here on LMFM doing their best yes. we were talking about all of the positives the, the, on the previous episode of and how Paul Meskell was speaking yep. Irish and on the red carpet and so it was disappointing to, to see that but Bajor you know I suppose all Takura good publicity Anish. is good publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takora and Ish, like, you know, if we and Gail Gesso, you know, people are talking about it, uh, which is good, but we want we want it to be positive. And speaking of which, uh, you know, Nuoked Jerfok, let's move on to that. So shocked in the Gaelga egg chocked. Uh in the stumpfishin. Shah, Gmurjertosa no baklashin. So don't worry about the, the negative comments that they're they're done with now because we are just embracing Lockrod um Gaelga. Ogasquelach ed on shock the Naguelga. So shock the Naguelga ed tosu amorach er on Ina. Mm-hmm. Um, Ogasquela idr no shunta Naguelga shock the Naguelga. So new one and shot in Erin, but our foot and down being Dini ed Kailura um, on Naguelga and Changa. Ogasquacker the vunin lesh lesh on Changa. So it's it's a oh, shin on fela. It's more our Changa in our ear. It's the biggest festival. Um, oh wow! Not only here, but as I say, internationally. So Dini ed thought ed. In Agony Harlard, people mm-hmm. who are living abroad, um, they make an effort to cross this period because, of course, we are building up to loyal euphoric. Yes, um, Shin Shin on, on Rud more. So in our ear is Kaikisha Toy Gest. So um, took their Jesh the Gok dinner. Sultavunch Asanguel got Oxy Dredim Goji law euphoric. So Marjerme um, is. So it's really kind of a fortnight that we're talking about when we're talking yeah. about Shakhtanagelga and Nish. Uh, so in 1902, we used to shin on Kade um, 
Avi, Shakhtar Nagelga or Kaluru. So I suppose That's because it's yeah. so synonymous now and the title Shakhtar Nagelga is, is known across the board and across the world, they haven't changed it. So even though people are thinking, wait a minute, 1st of March and then mm. uh, <laughs> Loyal Euphoric, Aaron, Aaron Shakhtar Lodig, um, but Marjorie, it's just, I suppose, something that's synonymous and it's known really well, Shakhtar Nagelga, so they've kind of kept that branding. Yeah. But it's a really good opportunity. Jet Intoch, the Gokdena, a Kud Gelga, a Usod, a Gasulta Buinchas. So, Kunis is Fader, the Hay Story, then Parta Glaka, a Shakhtar Nagelga 2024. Sha, well, simply, so, really, simply or do. So, we're keeping things simple at the beginning and Better Kuig, um, Kuig Valtadini, August Eid, the Obelta, Porta Glocka, August Sulta Vinchas on Goelgil, Alinchak, the Nagelga. So, better on Kedrod, Aber Kupla Fokil, Asgoelga, and Tamarod, August Banakti, Vimar Kantfushin, and on Kedor, Ergilga, Nakela, Egg, Egg Raw, Giaditch, Consatotu, Hello, the the Gokdena. So, better Giaditch, Slon, Gurmaigat, Ruddy Mershin, Ruddy Tosh simply, August. I suppose common to everybody or you know people will understand those cupola oh, yeah. basic phrases yeah. and if you kind of greet everybody if you make an effort to greet everybody or say slán the the you'd be surprised and that's kind of a, a tagline with so like aber agus you know that you'd be surprised at what you hear back or the yeah. amount of Gaelga that people Maybe because when we spoke about this before, the money they don't maybe have that self confidence to, to mm. speak. But once you leave it open, once you greet somebody, ask Welga, you might you may be surprised to what you hear back. But it's it's just a nice way, I suppose, to to start off, um, nice little baby step. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bioganin, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, August Gohorha, especially now for Shakhtar Nagelga, either been Nismo or the Ershul, August Nismo Bema Marjermage, there be kind of more emphasis, maybe or promotion of of Ruddy, um. And it's a good time for people to get involved. So, yeah. you know, if you're listening to Gael Gilakela, August, that was your kind of resolution for this year and you're following us and you're trying to learn a little bit more. Maybe keep your eyes open So, um, for things that are happening. And a, a great way to find this out if, if if you're looking for events in your local area, if you look for mm-hmm. events in County Loud or County Meath, look at peg.ie. So mm-hmm. Shin on, on Sea of Itherlean on website and you can search by county and it'll it'll tell you what's coming up. Um, in that particular area. So Marhampla um, in, in County Mead, there's Kjolkor Moor, Ershul, the Kjernawan, Erin Jehulos in Arklan Solstice, Tho, Kirkelkor on Ami, Ilor on Idjikus Nehuva, Er on Kahrulodig, Kjolar Majin in Unid Pobl Nehuva, Gulor, Papup Gwiltok, the session Kjol, if it's Simon's Bar, Iyashkeliok, the Egan Bradan Fasa, Tho Gulor on the Ershul, the Papup Gwiltok, been uh, a pop up girls here for Natira. Those pop up girls hooks will mm-hmm. be all over the country. I guess kind of one. It comes in to me on Charles Shockton and Shaw. So um, I guess be Dini. It's old. I guess So from oh, from yeah. young to Religious. old. A glock apart to count Shaw. So when fall, this more fall a mark. My Jeremy Thirk Air Peg dot I E. I guess like P E I G dot I E. Just so people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shine so P E I G dot I E, and you can search. You can Jane of Jane of Curdach make do a search for your for your county. Also, fake Air X. Um, no, air, mm-hmm. air Twitter and San Mavi Air and and Kenshaw Air Mead Coco. So the Mead County Council Twitter account is advertising lots of 
really fun interactive events that are taking place for, for all ages so either scaleyuk storytelling um marjamey pop up gwail talks the fosti august kenala the the dini fosta kama kyol kermaka thronagest gokrod so the galora the ershul something to suit all ages all tastes fantastic well sure aidan la a new garamila mahagotifa august garamila magat win sultashnid there you go, Gail Galakela. A little few bits and pieces. I'm picking it up as I go. That is a lot of the show for today. But don't forget, tomorrow I'm going to be live from Credit Union in Drogheda for their age-friendly event. We're going to have lots of crack and the usual uh, in the Credit Union. All the information that you're going to you need uh, about the age-friendly initiatives. We'll have that as well. So I'll join you tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.